Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays, and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Anirudh is the group CTO at Vamani Overseas Infotech Division. In the interview, Anirudh shares the challenges of transitioning from being a techie to a tech leader emphasizing the importance of aligning technological ideas with business goals. He discusses the critical role of communication in bridging the gap between technical and non-technical teams, involving the entire team in decision-making and aligning with customer feedback. Beyond his tech prowess, Anirudh reveals a poetic side, expressing how the freedom to write poetry brings him joy and serves as a creative outlet in his multifaceted life. Hi, Anirudh. Welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hi, Sumit. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today. To begin with, can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do? Absolutely. I am a Chief Technology Officer in Vamani Overseas. That's a company located in India, Faidabad. We have an infotech division which handles the commerce operations in Australia and UK. So that's the technology part of that I handle. I joined as a technology leader, but uh, I need to handle the business operations as well. So we are handling both technology and the business operations right now here. When I say we, I meant me and my team. Hmm. Thank you for adding that. So can you can you share how has that transition been for you? Like from, a, from an engineer, from a technologist to being a tech leader and then also taking up some business responsibilities. How has that transition for you as a leader been? It is. So let me just take you back to how I started. It it was a very turbulent journey in start. And it's back then when I started my job as a fresher. It was a college placement. We went on there. The company came in and they hired us all. And during that time, I'm talking about 2007. So during that time, there was a trend that people used to join the company and then break the bond and they didn't stay with that company. So companies used to take the guarantees like a bank guarantee or something. So 
the company also took the bank guarantee from us. It was like an actual money we had to pay to the company. It was 75,000 rupees in that 2007, which was a very big deal. I, even today, if I feel like, wow, that in 2007, 75,000 was a very big amount of money. So we paid that. And after around six months, it was for like the 3,000 people they hired all over the country. And after about six months, the company got shut down, gone completely. So we were jobless and we lost the money as well. So that's how the career started, hmm. which if I think today, I would have never imagined that I would be able to achieve what I have been uh, doing by now. So then for six months, we while in that company, we got the sense that we don't know whether the company is going to survive or not survive, or there was no information. But luckily, after the company got shut down, immediately within a few days, I think I got another offer. So I joined a company called Radical. Mm -hmm. I was a fifth employee in that company. So I stayed there for about two and a half years. It was a very small company. I was the fifth person. I was learning few things. And then for about two and a half years, I stayed there. And then I went on to join Sapient. But what I realized going into that big brand name is that whatever I was learning into Radical is what I was able to apply in Sapient because at the developer level, when you are working, it you're usually not involved into taking the in and out of the entire project what you're doing. So I felt that there is still a need for me to learn. So what I did is I came back to Radical. Hmm. And that's when the entire technology journey for the question which you have asked has started because the immediately after I joined back, there, at that time, there was CTO of Times of India, Mr. Dapar Mundal. And I think right now, Amazon, Amazon Fashion had Arun Sardeshmukh. They started a company called Fashionara in Bangalore. Uh -huh. And that project came into Radical. So that's where I got the experience of building a startup from scratch in terms of technology. So I went to Bangalore, I sat with them, understood the business, how it works and built the technology team. So when we, we were discussing all of that, so we actually, I was part of being a less experienced person. Still, I was part of hiring their architect, hiring their VP of technology, and then building the team for them, working towards day-to-day e-commerce operations. Mm -hmm. So that went on about four years. That was a very, I would say the golden time of live in terms of learning because it was investors has also re at that time recently started paying money in India for startups. It was 2012. <clears throat> so the company went on about for four years. That's when the investors time uh, went down. They didn't get more funding. The startup mm -hmm. got shut down. So we came back to square one, <laughs> came back to radical to again, and then started working on a different project, which was based out of Chicago. So I have never stayed at one place or in between a gap to take a pause. Okay, this project has just stopped. So let's not start working on another project mm -hmm. for some time. That never happened because Radical was in consulting firm and consulting firms are very strict about the hours they need to bill. <laughs> so immediately I came up, I went to Chicago in 2016. So that transition between Chicago and Gurgaon kept on happening for 16, 17 and 18. There was an e-commerce and e-learning startup called OnCourse Learning, which I worked for them. And I worked with that project and with that client and they were like really big. So it was a private equity firm, which acquired an e-learning business and they acquired 45 different brands. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So what we worked upon is we brought all those 45 brands under one umbrella, one brand name. Mm-hmm. So that was again, very exciting project. So that's how I have gained all my experience being mm-hmm. in India and then being in US both combined. I have learned my e-learning and e-commerce mm-hmm. part of the, um, yeah. so that's where the thing came up that how to build the business from scratch that I learned in the first part of it. And then scaling the business is also the, another critical part of the business, which I learned in the second one. And then it was an opportunity came to me that now it's time. And I also thought because my growth in the last company was being stagnant. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's time to move on. This was a better opportunity here. So I joined here in 22, 2022. And since then, we are only expanding the business. Being It was very turbulent here as well because the technology part was not sorted out because everybody is very business oriented here. So mm-hmm. they don't take technology as something which can initially, at least they weren't able to take the technology as part of core part of the business. So I had to transition all of them to understand that, see, if you invest in technology, it is better for business and mm-hmm. will be able to save a lot of money and even increase the revenue. So that's how it has been in the first year. And then now I'm, I think everybody's aligned to the idea that how important technology is and how business operations can be aligned with it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this, this wonderful journey, starting from that setback, but also building up uh, over this. And I think what you shared is how sometimes startups or small companies can compress learning and you can learn a lot more in a small amount of time than if you would like do in a big brand name or in a large setup. So thank you for sharing that. So what I would like to understand from you is that after this journey, how has your view about yourself changed? Because I'm sure you must have not just gotten experience, but also a lot of confidence, a lot of skills in communication, a lot of like maturity in dealing with all of this, right? So How has your view of yourself changed? And now what are your dreams or aspirations for the future? I think one of the biggest uh, change which has happened over the period of time, and it was not one day, but the self-belief, that was really one very big change I can say happened over the period of time. Because apart from the initial setback at starting of the job, There are multiple setbacks which happened over the period of time, right? Some project got failed. and During that time, I did not realize I got anxious, I got angry. There was a lot of issues with the team as well. Why are you not working or why this thing is not? So over the period of time, and now I realize that you cannot learn it by studying it. You can only learn it by experiencing it. So when I experienced that, the self-belief came in and then situation awareness and keeping your cool at any given point of time let it be any situation was the biggest learning I had in my career. That was what I felt like a biggest improvement. And then I'm a little bit on the artistic side as well. My father is poet. He had published his books. So in COVID, I have also started writing poetry. I have also published my book. So that gave me a lot of confidence in terms of that you can do multiple things in life. Plus, It's something if you believe that it's achievable, it definitely is achievable. Mm. So that's what I feel that having your own self-belief makes you do wonder. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and also talking about uh, poetry. And I think that's uh, very different from engineering because in engineering, you're trying to understand systems and poetry, you're trying to speak between the lines. So just trying to communicate something beyond the words. So thank you for creating these two, yeah, these the contrast between uh, these two elements. So with this self-belief, what is it uh, that is next for you? What are you looking up for the future? I think right now at the at the stage of the career I am in, we are expanding. So it's like we reached to zero to one, one mm -hmm. to ten. Now we are looking to go from ten to hundred. So that's the kind of expansion and the growth in terms of you can say people, in terms of the business, and in terms of money, obviously, which is very critical for the businesses. So all of this expansion part, which we are working very hard. And over the period of time, I realized that there are certain phases of transition. So when you go to zero to one, you don't have to worry about the processes. You don't have to worry about what time you're working in or how things are being within the rules or not. When you go to one to 10, you can still survive with that. But when you go from 10 to 100, you really need to have a certain process because then the team size is also expanded then certain things are stable, constant, and you can't change them. So we are right now working with a lot of different business processes to first to implement them and working on continuous improvement on them to make sure that whenever a new person comes into the team, whether it's a leader or a team member, he immediately get, gets aligned with the idea that what we are looking for, the role clarity has to be there for him. So all of those small chunks which exist in startups dependent upon few people, we have just taken that entire uh, thing and built that process around it and we are continuously improving that process. So we've become more of a process-dependent company rather than a people-dependent company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you said it very rightly, right? Every level of uh, growth requires uh, different structures, different processes, but also a different kind of leadership. So can you share what, like in the stage of growth that you're looking for, what do you see as your biggest challenges or pain points right now that you will face, let's say in the next one year? I think the biggest challenge for me, transitioning from technology to business was also kind of a challenge because I was totally focused on technology, thinking that this is the world is all about mm. when you're running an e-commerce business. While in the, if you talk about the initial stage of the career or the middle one, but as I started talking more to people who are less aligned with the idea that technology, and then I also understood that technology exists to just help out the business. So you have to align your technological ideas with the growth of the company and specifically in terms of if you are running a business, the revenue of the company. So that was like a eye-opener for me to align the technological ideas to business to get the uh -huh. revenue. And it may be a very best basic thing. I may be missing it from for my entire career, but you can only learn it with the experience. So that's what I felt like was an eye-opener for me to understand that applying technology is good all and very hyped as well. But unless it is aligned with the business goals, I don't think it has any value. So that was uh, the transition for me. Now what we're looking for is in the expansion stage also, we are mostly, since everybody is aligned with what we need to do, so we are mostly looking for combining technology and process. 
to grow the business in two different countries, Australia and UK. So one of the biggest success, I would say, what we had is while we were doing everything in Australia, we understood the process so much so that without setting a foot in UK, we were able to implement the process and were able to start the company. Obviously, after that, it was needed for us to go there and successfully execute the parts required for the business. But I think that was a good learning experience. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, a lot of engineers or technical people feel that they are the smartest in the room and that uh, nothing else matters. But uh, what you shared is so insightful that uh, technology is there to serve a purpose, a bigger purpose. And uh, every function of business like marketing or sales, like they are also as much uh, like they're, they're complete disciplines in themselves, which if you really go into understanding the customer, thinking about it exactly as you said, right, you can actually make your job even as a technical leader much easier if you understand the business, right? Now coming to challenges, and you spoke a little bit about dealing with non-technical people. And that's a common challenge with a lot of uh, techies face, right? Because their communication needs to now suddenly change, not just the content of the communication, but also the style of the communication. So can you share how has that transition been for you? And what do you see as a big challenge ahead for you? I think it was much more easier for me to transition in that because I was sitting with the people who were giving me the idea that why technology is required to attain certain business goal. But it was a very big transition challenge for the team, technology team, discussing everyday issues with, I'll tell you like the examples of the customer support team and the sales team, because when they are having an issue, even if it is a simple mouse click issue that they need to find out where the button is, the, if they come up with, the, with that kind of an issue, it becomes frustrating for the technology team to say, can't you even click on the mouse? But over the period of time, I had to train the team to make them understand that, see, you build that. That's why, and you think that it's very easy. The person who is using it is non-techie. You need to think from their perspective, make sure that there is a proper documentation before you hand over. And even if there is a documentation, you need to properly train them. So communication was a very key element for us to building the uh, resilience first in the team and then making sure that they are communicating enough to all the teams that yeah. what they're doing and how that process is going to help them. Because sometimes what happened, and it did happen multiple times that we build something excellent, but people are not using it mm. because they don't know it. So we had to start making that communication more and more because at the leadership level, sometimes what happens is it happened, communicated, implemented, done. People who are actually doing it mm. have no idea what's going on. We yeah. built it, we sent an email and we forgot about it. So I had to get involved into those day-to-day -day operations, make them understand that why we did mm. that. Yeah. And so sometimes, and it's a very basic example, I'll tell you, we created a chatbot on the site and earlier people used to the agents used to handle the chats manually now when we explained the idea to the customer support team that we are going to build a chatbot they got scared that our jobs are going to go away so to make them understand that we are not taking away your jobs we are adding say you are six people right now we are adding six more people with you with that technological help so you will be able to handle more cases like that so 
this is all it was very exciting and at some times irritating as well but we had to understand that making sure mm. that everybody is aligned with the idea that technology is helping them and it's not there to take away their job i think people who and there are still people who exist who think that with the latest ai invention that ai is going to take away their job that's not going to happen people who don't understand ai probably maybe get felt left behind yeah i don't think technology is ever going to take the, it it is going to create more jobs rather taking the jobs away yes yes thank you for sharing these two examples because i think the focus is not on your communication but focuses on the other person's understanding and if you focus uh, your attention on what the other person is listening or uh, you try to empathize with their situation you will know what to speak but if you don't listen you can just keep on speaking and it doesn't even land for the other person as you intend them to so thank you for sharing these two intentional uh, examples about that yeah and as you talked about growing teams as you grow a big part of your role becomes talking to other leaders and also helping them grow so can you share how are you supporting those of people if you have a 100 plus uh, team then that means that you are mostly talking with people who are leaders themselves and your big part of your future success will be determined by how good they are as leaders so how are you helping them grow as leaders what are you doing on your behalf to to support your leadership team absolutely that is the most critical part because in terms of what i need to do as my job role in terms of technology and business operations it's very easy to technology i think right now i feel like that's just going to happen i don't have to much worry about that much it's very easy for it's a day to day activity i can do business operations we have created the processes just thought okay we created the process now it's going to be going to happen on its own but that's not the case when we speak to the leaders every department or every vertical of the business when we speak to them they have their own set of challenges so when we are in the board meetings when we are deciding that this is something needs to happen unless you understand the ground level challenge it's very difficult for you to make a decision at least when you are thinking about how the productivity is going to come from so when we sat with the leaders they had their own set of challenges with their team so what we are doing right now in terms of expanding and in terms of making sure that everybody is aligned with the ideas and the business processes we are actually having a small it's not, i won't call it a meeting but small sessions with different leaders along with their teams so mm-hmm. that the challenges with their teams are also having it's very easy for us to go into the hierarchy tell the leader talk to your team tell us what challenges they are facing and then we will work on it but i think the where we are different right now and i'm sure a lot of other people are also doing it but the different thing which we are doing is we are involving everyone in terms of when deciding what to build is actually taking the so we are going other way around we taking the customer feedback first and then building the solution for mm-hmm. them so it's it's helping everybody is aligned with the idea and they are even excited now that they are involved into something which is being built and then when we are taking it it's very easy for them to understand when we are telling them then you know, now it's more productive for you to do these things or do the companies can spend millions and millions of dollars and there is no output which is going to come 
unless the person who is at the end using it understands uh-huh. that why he is using it yeah thank you for i think that's a wonderful grounding for you to be able to say that and we talk about these buzzwords like trust productivity relationships i think what you're demonstrating in your work is actually the, the real example by bringing everybody together making decisions together listening understanding uh, because then you don't need to explain to somebody because if they were in the room if they were part of that uh, they are already learning and that allows them to actually become better leaders in their own right when they have that opportunity to stand up rather than you teaching or you giving like a learning to somebody who has never met with a customer uh, or a particular business department earlier so thank you for sharing that yeah so having said that if you could wake up tomorrow having any new ability or skill what would you like that skill or ability to be i think skill i'm not sure about skill or ability what i would like to have but one thing i would definitely like to have is if i wake up tomorrow i have to have my freedom <laughs> which is right now being in the job even if you're on the leave there is something at the back of your mind is keep on going on because but your responsibility you need to execute it and you have to do it i think that's the freedom part which is missing right now and i am not talking about freedom from the job or freedom from work i think i am what i'm talking about is the mental freedom the freedom from the stress of what mm. comes along with the job or with any business even if i had my own business that freedom still won't be there because mm-hmm. then there is a different kind of stress would come in i think what i would like to do is if i'll wake up tomorrow and i can get a bit an hour of time totally uh-huh. free uh-huh. then probably it's it would be an ideal scenario but in terms of having any skill or the ability i think right now i am working towards it having to expand businesses into the vertical which i have never touched uh-huh. is something which i'm looking forward to and working towards it thank you thank you for sharing that about freedom and i think stress uh, and overwhelm is something which uh, a lot of leaders face Right. So, thank you for being honest about it. And if you have that time, if you have that space that you mentioned, what is it that you will do? That you will fill up your time with? How will you use that freedom? Like I mentioned earlier, I love to write poetry. <laughs> I'd love to perform poetry. So that's the time which I do find that right now as well. But it's more of with as it comes. if i have that freedom then i would like to build the discipline around it to do it more often yeah. and because that's the creative if i don't know if i'm what i'm saying it will make sense or not but i have a two complete different personality in the artistic side and to be in the technology and the business operations so when mm-hmm. i am in the artistic side of it i am completely towards it so i have built my own uh, podcast i have built my own like published my own book then i created a company around it which my father runs the million arts where we help lot of artists mm. specifically poets so these are the things which i feel like gives me happiness so i would like to spend some time towards that mm. do my own thing and having that creative freedom i think it just opens up my mind to do things in the business side of it more freely and courageously i think yeah yeah i think you're touching upon something beautiful here because leadership is not just like a science it's not just about research it's also an art it's also about being in the flow and creativity innovation actually comes from 
that space, right? Not from overthinking or not being over smart, but actually sometimes being spontaneous and listening or looking for connecting the dots in ways that you would not normally see if you come with a very structured, very planned mindset. And if you can merge these two, I think you mentioned two different personalities, but if you can merge these two and you can be both at the same time, that can uh, actually allow you to be maybe do more in less time, create that freedom and also give you that happiness or satisfaction. I think that I could see in your eyes, right? When you're talking about poetry, there is something different in your face even now that did you take joy out of it. Oh, it lights up my mood like anything yes. <laughs> when we talk about poetry. Because I have been into that environment at my home. A lot of poets used to come at my place. My father used to organize a lot of poetry events. Mm. So a lot of poets used to come and we used to have a small poetry sessions at home. So I have I grew up in that kind of environment where this this is in my blood. So mm. something which comes very naturally out of me. And yeah. if that if I get that freedom to do it, that makes my day. Even if it is a single line of poetry I am able to write any day, oh, that makes my entire day. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving us a peek into this side of who you are. And I think we can go on and on, but we also have to wrap this up. So before we end this, and once again, thank you. This was brilliant, right? I think anybody who is listening must see that which part of yourself is lighting you up and where you are not giving attention. And many times as engineers, I think we tend to see that as wastage of time or this is not productive um, but I think the challenge I would throw for any leader is maybe that is the most beautiful or the most productive or meaningful thing that you can do for yourself in the long term even if it doesn't make sense in the short term uh, so thank you for sharing that uh, how can uh, anybody reach out to you connect with you if any listener wants to do that what is the best way for them to do uh, LinkedIn is the best way to do it I will share my email address as well I'll drop it with you so that it, anybody can reach out to email over. Phone is tricky. Sometimes you're able to pick up, not able to pick up, but emails are something you always going to open and read. So that's the best way to reach out. I'll just iterate here. It's P-A-R-E-E-K dot anirudh at gmail.com is anybody can reach out to me over that email. And I think what the last point which you spoke about, having leaders find out what lights up I think this all this exists in companies' culture as well, where they plan to do uh, team building activities, let everybody come up and do something around it. I think everyone should find out what excites them and that get bond over it. It really works. I have experienced it. I have seen it working. If and everyone is aligned with the idea of finding something which really lights up their eyes, mm. and if the team is doing that together I think that is going to be a great team and they can achieve things which I think it's far more difficult in that non-environment if they do it thank you thank you for adding that and I will make sure to include your LinkedIn and your email with the show notes and uh, yeah I want to wish you all the best uh, for the future for everything that lies ahead for you thank you Sumit thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to explain and I would really love the interaction with you and hope to stay in touch. Thank you. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction 
not just for yourself but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.